Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her by 10 Forward number 31. What? We're talking about 1987's Predator. Ooh. I, I do the theme, but I've already forgotten the theme because it wasn't that interesting. It's kind of a mix between Star Wars and there was some Deep Space Nine in there. <laughs> it was Back to the Future because it was the same composer. Yeah. Oh. It's very yeah. similar. Alan Silvestri. I have thoughts. But who are you? Who Why, has all these I, thoughts? I'm Chris, and I'm joined this day by... This is Commando Ames. This is strong, strong female character, Caitlin. And they call me Dutch because I am from Dutchland. Austria. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> and they call me Dutch because that's the kind of oven that I put my wife in when I fought under the covers. <laughs> Damn. I mean, to be fair, Dutch is like an anglicized version of Deutsch, which, so, yeah. And they yeah. call me Dutch because that's how I like my dates. Oh, oh, right, right. Oh, it took me a minute. I thought yeah, I, was I, was, the, I was thinking of the fruit kind of dates. Me too. I'm like, what's a Dutch date? It I, sounds delicious. It does, like a Dutch baby. All right, anyway, let's get to the chopper. So this is my first watch watch of Predator, and Same. I was expecting Get to the Chopper to be a, like a gigantic moment that you know worthy of all the hype, and then it just kind of happened. I was like, was that the right one? Is there going to say it again? Was that that's it? A, that's the problem with memes. And yeah, this movie is yeah. a lot of a lot of. I did not know that this was Dylan, you son of a bitch. I thought that was Commando. What is you, mm. Dylan, you son of a bitch? That's the, the arm, they, the clasping oh, arms. Oh, the clasping arm. I do love the arm clasping. The, the dick measuring not, contest. I did not know that was this one. That was great. I do love that um, still. You know, this movie, you know, if you had said to somebody once upon a time, hey, you know, there's two future governors in this, and it's yeah. probably the last two you'd want. Yeah. You're right. Honestly, I would vote for Hawkins over either of those two guys. Arnold does a good job. Hey, guys, guys. I know that we're in uncharted territory and we're really nervous and shit, so I thought I would dispel the tension with a joke. Uh, okay, so uh, last night I was going down on my girl, right? Ugh. And I slipped and I fell in. And uh, on the other side, there was a white witch who was offering me Turkish delight to betray my family. What, Ames, what I'm saying is my girl's pussy is so big, it's literally a portal to Narnia. Ah. Predator laughs too, which is a great oh, yeah. moment. That, 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 that's that was awful. Like, Why did that happen? Uh, I don't because, know. I thought, I thought the, that the, the the laugh thing. Oh, the laugh was thing. An, I, the thing you know, the, oh, the, the, the predator thing. mimicking mimicking the laugh was, if not good, at least interesting. It was spooky. Wait, that was meant to be a oh, mimic. Oh, I did not that, pick up on that either. Well, because he was watching. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't the, occur to uh, me that what's his name? Hawkins. Yeah. Hawkins. Hawkins. He was Comedic watching genius them. Genius Hawkins. 
la- well, no, but it was the, the... Oh, it was Billy, Billy who laughed. Yeah. yeah. So they were watching him laugh, and then later in the film, he... I, I think that was the idea that the yeah. predator was mimicking the I, laugh. In fact, hope- in, in that same scene, there is additional laughing that the predator is doing, and Billy looks around like, what was that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not make that connection. That That actually fixes something that very much annoyed me with that scene. Because I was like, really? This alien species has sardonic laughter? But no, he just he mimics shit. Learned it, yeah. Well, next thing you know, he's going to be telling my girlfriend's pussy is so big jokes, and thank God. I was, on the one hand, so happy when uh, Shane Black Hawkins died. I, I only had two problems. One, he didn't suffer more. And <laughs> two, he didn't die in the middle of one of his terrible jokes. That would have been pretty good. The actor Dude, also he, did write all those jokes himself because he's I, also a screenwriter. No, that's mostly what he is. Guys, he is my soulmate. <laughs> he, he's the guy that uh, <laughs> did he write or just direct Iron Man three? I was don't it remember. Both? I think it it might was be both. Iron Man three was good, wasn't it? I, yeah, and he's actually the guy behind Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I've never seen, but it's supposed to be fucking phenomenal. Hmm. Who? Who is this? Shane Black. Hawkins. Oh, yeah, he's mostly a director and writer. This is one of his like handful of acting credits yeah every single Speaking one of handful his... so i mentioned how big my girlfriend's yes. pussy is i kept thinking anytime he told a joke i'm like what is he on this podcast yeah. <laughs> not he wishes he jokes. were funny enough to be on this podcast no, <laughs> probably yeah. not um, yeah so this is an interesting movie right because tell us you know we, we've talked about a lot of movies from you know the 70s and 80s on this podcast the the alien films back to the future the verhoven films like yeah. there's just all these films and and we all check them all out all of us but but many of us have sort of this maybe rose-tinted outlook on those films from being like grow, having grown up with them mm. this is a film that i hadn't seen before i don't think no. any of us had right no i hadn't uh, either no so i don't, yeah so like none of us really come into this movie with that history no no and I was less impressed by this movie than, than I, I was expecting to be. It's very do straightforward. Not understand why this is the scale it is. I hated this movie. It's probably all the hilarious jokes. I wouldn't say yeah. I hated this movie. I, it's just such a very normal movie. Yeah, no, I was. I uh, oh my god, there! I just I don't get why it's such a phenomena. I, I mean, the predator terrible. look is good. That, yeah, the Predator yeah, is got a great. a cool monster. We got a cool monster. Arnold is great. You know, I mean, everything Arnold well, touches is pretty great. Arnold is Arnold. <laughs> yeah. Arnold does exactly what this movie needs, and it's it, it's like, it's very intriguing to watch him do it. I really liked his big... Yeah! Oh, God. I thought this, that this was is... good. He has more lung capacity than I would have expected. Yeah, this is a group of men that, that you, you send all of these macho men into the woods with guns and like the biggest fucking guns you have on on their bodies and on their backs and they have rocket launchers and they have this massive machine gun and all these things that can't take out the predator but what does take out the predator is like arnold's wits and creating like these like from nature like booby traps and like a tiger trap and all these things it's got a very arena sense to it oh god right. at the end when he like throws aside the rock i'm waiting for him to go i won't kill him where's the metron <laughs> <laughs> the metron that's what we got 
Yeah, see, like, that end part where he wasn't saying anything and it was like Battle of Wits, that should have been way more of the movie. Uh, Arnold disagreed, though. Like, originally, A, this was a movie in which I wrote it in my notes. I have a million notes. Uh, there were supposed to be, like, way more people, way more aliens fighting, way more people. And they decided, ah, we're going to scale this back. It's just going to be the what it's like to be hunted idea in which there's going to be just the one guy Dutch versus the Predator. And Arnold said, that's boring. I don't want to watch me for a whole movie fighting an alien. We need this whole team so that you can have a story. Mm. There was a story? Well, so... There was the Russian thing. There was some kind of Russian thing. Was it Russian? I don't think... I think, I think they it was, were rushing through that no, story. No, it, it was, that's what happened. Yeah, it was like they it was generic South American guerrillas. And there was like a throwaway line about how they were being backed by Russians and had some Russians yeah. mixed in. And Dude, well, yeah, I mean, how- it's, it's very it's very Cold War proxy war in South America bullshit. Yeah. You know, and I, it, something I thought was interesting is how the first 40 minutes probably of this film, we don't really see much predator shit. No, like the most we get is the bodies of the previous group. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then eventually some of the cloaking shapes in yeah, the jungle. Yeah, we see some of that. We see, like, the, I think that they're good at sort of building slowly to to the the main plot. Yeah. You know, and, and like, it takes its time. And it, it if you didn't know, like, if, some, if you just, like, wandered into this movie without knowing what it was and just started watching it, you would just assume it was some standard, you know, action... You know, we're going to go like a like a Rambo type thing. It could have ended up being Jurassic Park, the lost world, because it's a bunch of large Mm. men running around in the jungle and you keep (laughs) hearing noises of what could be dinosaurs. I swear Mm -hmm. to God, every time there was a noise, I thought it was a raptor. See, I didn't (laughs) even think that. I just thought it was just like going and fighting bad guys in the jungle, which is very 80s. If not for the very, very opening scene, which is a UFO flying by and dropping something off, you'd have no idea what this movie was going to be. Yeah, that was his his space Uber. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping them off for some stars. Yeah, I was... Boy, I sure was. Yeah, but then, you know, I think think when we get into it, there's definitely a lot of issues here. I think... I think the fact, like, yes, it's a big, macho, testosterone-fueled explosion fest, but the fact that there is only one female character in the whole film... I mean, I guess we don't know the gender of the Predator, but... Yeah, the fact there's one female character, she barely says or does anything, and and then she disappears before the climax. And it's mostly in Spanish, which Pancho has to translate for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like I don't know, I just feel like the story in this movie was an afterthought, but then oh, they yeah. sm- they managed to spend a huge chunk of this film's running time on it that yeah. you kind of get to the point where you're like, okay, when when's the alien fight happening? When are we going to see the alien? I and it's just so much like things being too long. Really like they set the tone so quickly with that. That helicopter ride to the drop zone I don't know how long it was. It felt like five minutes. I'm sure it wasn't that long. Mm. Either way, it was too fucking long. Like at some point I was like, is this still happening? Like it's trying to do this thing where you kind of get to know the guys and their whole thing just through their interactions, but they weren't good enough. Yeah, yeah. Alien, aliens did it much better with, so our, much better with our crew. 
That like it yeah. wanted to be that, except that scene came later. But that's what that scene mm. wanted to be, and it failed so hard. The only thing it made me do was fucking despise Hawkins. Chris yeah. is so mad at this movie. <laughs> so it's hard not to draw parallels from this movie to Alien, the the, the original, and yeah. as well as Terminator. I would say. Well, because they're, they're often both... spoken of in the same breath. Well, and and I just think that like the. The idea is very similar because it like so in Alien, you have this unstoppable monster uh, and you have like the your one survivor that has to destroy it, yeah. defeat it. Yeah. And With it's wits. the same thing in Terminator where you have this unstoppable monster and you have one survivor that has to True. defeat it. And I think what what I was thinking about is like, why do it? Why does Alien and Terminator work so well when this movie doesn't? And, and I and I have a theory that I want to propose. Go for it. So, at the start of Alien, you have this crew that's just kind of like, they're just working a job. They're like truckers, yeah. space yeah, truckers. Yeah, yeah, complaining about and, the pay. Yeah, complaining yeah. about the pay. They're, they're, just, they're just here, you know, doing their job. Nine to five. Uh, and then you, ha- and you have Ellen Ripley, who is just, just a lady. She's just a lady that works in space. Yep. And then... Let's go take, you know, just jump over to to Terminator. You have, you know, Sarah Connor, who's a waitress. Yeah. Just working a job, just doing shit. And in both of those movies, they get thrust into this extraordinary situation. Mm. They don't start the film as the badasses that they become. They start the film as kind of weak. True. In this, you know, not in the literal sense, but I mean, like, they're, you know, they're just not cut for this yet. Yeah. And then through the trials that they face throughout the films, they develop into these fucking badasses. And that's why in Aliens, Ellen Ripley is already a badass. And in T2, Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor is already a badass. But I think and I think that that journey from sort of the untested, weak, not fit to fight, you know, damsel in, in a sense to the certified badass by the end is is like an important journey in those films and in this film we're told literally from the first you know lines of dialogue really arm, arm clasp arm clasp mm. yeah these guys are fucking badasses arnold is a fucking badass carl weathers is a badass jesse ventura is a badass everyone's a fucking badass and then they get fucking wharfed through most of the film <laughs> yep yep and like it, 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 like he defeats the he defeats the alien in the end. But I don't feel like, like I just feel like he did what we what we were led to believe the whole time. I never felt that there was any sense of like Arnold's gonna not defeat this thing because I've been, it's been harped upon throughout the film that he's that he's just a fucking badass. Yeah, but he also he defeats it in a way that you're not necessarily expecting at the get go. At the get go, it's like these are men with guns and strength. And you think these, they're, they're probably dumb. They're a bunch of dum-dums. They say lots of dumb things and so dumb. do lots of dumb things. Well, they, the, his team does. And here's another thing I think this film does is yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And that does successfully, I'll say, is Arnold is, even though he's like the big, tough, badass guy, he's, he's not dumb. And like all of his other team is kind of dumb. They're just, they're just the muscle but they set it up early in the film that Arnold isn't just dumb muscle. And, and the way they do that is in the scene where he, 
uses the oh the truck. truck? I love yeah, that the bomb in the truck because like everybody else would probably just run in guns blazing and probably get shot to bits. But he's like, oh, I'm gonna like create a fucking distraction and also kill a bunch of them in the meantime. And every and the other ones like are like, what the fuck's he doing? Why is he doing that? Oh, now I see. So I think like they set it up early that he's resourceful and intelligent, but also, you know, a tough guy. So that also, it makes more sense at the end that he, he uses those same skills to defeat the alien. He's also kind of psychic because somehow he div- divines like, no, put, don't take the gun. He won't hunt you because it's not sporting. It's like, how yeah, did that you was, figure that was out? a little out of, out of nowhere. It was just and a also, way to get the woman off the fucking stage. <laughs> right. But also, like, if that's really what you think, then the easiest way to beat this thing is you all put your guns down well, and walk away. Well, at that point, away. he's the only one left. <laughs> no, no, I think uh, Billy was still alive at that point, maybe. No, nope, he and was Poncho not. <laughs> hadn't been. Well, it's Poncho still. It's, it, either way, like it, either way, which is. Yeah, that line came out of nowhere and annoyed me. Yeah. Yeah. The, some of the deaths were better than others. Billy, I feel like, I don't know what they were doing, or if they were doing like the, the, the noble Native American stands up and sacrifices himself and does something that's like vaguely, like it was very, it was, I think Ames joked while we were watching, like, is he going to strip? Like, is he going to pull a Chakotay here? When he took the shirt off, my next thought was he's going to take the pants off and say hello. Like, did they get the same <laughs> advisor on this, this film? This is how we say Hello. Fun fact, Billy's actor also ran for governor, but he didn't win. Right. Oh. True story. He yeah. seems he like a like an interesting character because I have so many like I have the strangest notes on this movie because all the, the weird shit on IMDb is just bonkers. Mm. Here's a great fact about Billy. If I find He's it in not my Native American notes. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here's my favorite note on Billy. The studio's insurance company wouldn't agree to insure the production unless a bodyguard was hired for Sonny Lontem, who played Billy. Not not to protect Billy from anything, or to protect Sonny up from anything, but to protect everyone else from Sonny because he was well known as being a violent weirdo. Yeah, with that a, tracks a with, short temper. That tracks with some stuff I read on his Wikipedia page. Interesting. Wait, Sonny didn't actor make governor. Did that? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Well, fuck, as far as I can tell, that more or less means he could be president. <laughs> Maybe he was selling himself short with the governorship. Yeah, in comparison, the- com- in comparing him to Chakotay, I thought one interesting thing that was that they, I don't, unless I missed it, they never once bring up that he's Native American in lines. No, it's just they kind of no. there. He's, he's just there and acting. Yeah, they well they they leaned into all the tropes, you know. He's like he's yeah, a tracker. He's the tracker, yeah. But the there was never thing. a he can sense something on the wind. Yeah, there was never know? a oh, yeah. this reminds me of a story from my people or or anything. Yeah, no, yeah. no. There's but never anything like, in there. Some of that, some of what they did, I thought was potentially interesting. Like you know, they have he's got this this pouch that he wears around his neck that is significant to him that. Yeah, we don't know what it is. Tic Tacs. I hope it's Tic Tacs. Worry dolls. You know, and he takes it off at the end uh, just before he gets it. Takes it. So, you know, obviously, I think they're trying to imply, okay, this is some this is some sort of meaningful Native American something. Yeah. But yeah, they definitely they definitely leaned into the tropes. And I don't I don't know much about the actor, but I I'm assuming he's at least part he is at native. least half he, he is a large percentage cherokee and um oh, seminole no shit okay, okay well, well that's, I, that's good that's, that's yeah good that i'm they, impressed he's actually yeah i assumed he was just American. a honky that's impressive i really didn't 
care about anyone except I ended up really liking Mac. Oh, interesting. Mac um, had a great turn though, because I really actually the one thing that I that I charted on on any of the other characters because Billy, I just liked his look. He had a great look. Hawkins, I just wanted dead because fuck that guy. Yeah, no, God, fuck Hawkins. <laughs> Carl Weathers turned out to like have information that we didn't know before and, and he was withholding it from us and, and fuck that guy. Well, um, and he tricked us. It's his fault we're here. It really is. And then Mac just starts off the movie like when, when Carl Weathers slips down the hill and he threatens like, oh, if you try to, you know, if you nearly, you know, give away our position again, I'll leave you dead and bleeding out here. And then later on, he do he just loses his shit and does exactly what Carl Weathers, you know, we, when he just said Carl Weathers did. And just, I, I I enjoyed his turn. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I didn't care about Jesse Ventura. No. But I felt bad that his death made Max sad. Yeah. <laughs> Again, didn't care about, I can't find his name in Poncho. the list. That No, Poncho was somebody else. Okay, who are you talking about then? Hawkins? Jesse Ventura was... Oh, Blaine. Oh. Blaine. I didn't care about Blaine. Obviously, didn't even know his fucking name. <laughs> I mean, I didn't care about any of it, but like... Mac was so sad. It's like, I don't know why you two were friends. I'm sure he called you the N-word constantly, but pretended it was in fun. But, uh, sure, sure, I'm, I'm sad your friend is dead. Like, I don't know, I almost wish, like, Mac had been the, the, the last one standing that had to kill the Predator. That would have mm -hmm. been a fun twist. Yeah, that would have been good, actually. That is a thing, too. I, th I, th I think having, um, the gorilla lady be the last the last one standing that would have been interesting yeah that would have worked yeah Again, i totally missed when she left too it was like wait we haven't seen her in a while where did yeah, she, she just go? like she just disappears or like yeah. not disappears well, but like, Ar you know, arnold's like go to the get, to, get to the chopper yeah like how a how does she know where the chopper right. is weren't they mm. like 10 miles away from it at that point yeah and also like why even have like what was her purpose as a character in this film other than oh we need we need to have at least one one woman in the in the well and also in her the like movie. the the implication that this is a regular hunting ground comes from her because mm. she mentions something about like in the hot years this happens and so it's a little bit of a it's a subtle lore dump of like oh they come here semi-regularly but the weather needs to be a certain way for them to want to for some reason they being the gorillas or they being the, the aliens predators. the predators oh, the predators neat. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, that that happens at one point. It's easy to miss. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like you know those those game preserves in uh, yeah. <laughs> in Africa where they just like rich people go to shoot lions. Yeah, I think what annoyed me is that it always felt like this movie was on the cusp of trying to say something and never did it. That's true. It, does, it has absolutely nothing to say. Like, is it like okay? So like, again, you've got the whole like we're doing Rambo. But then watch Rambo get his ass kicked by this thing that's so far above him. But in a way that's hard to explain, it doesn't even seem like it commits to that as much. I think in part because for me, like, they all kind of lose their shit too fast. Like, you know, like, oh, these guys are the best. Hawkins gets it and they all, like, implode, basically. And it's like, that seems quick. <laughs> mm. Like, I would have liked a slightly more gradual dissolving of their confidence and understanding more and slowly like our shit that we rely on that we have been told is so great that other movies tell us is like the key is pointless but it all happens so fast and like they lose their stuff so fast it's like was that what you were going for or did you just need to get rid of the stuff like mm. 
in a way, it's sort of interesting, too. It's like it's actually just so easy for the predator to kill them because like with hunting, you've got an unfair advantage as a human being. You've got a bunch of guns and shit. The animal has itself, and depending upon the kind of animal you're hunting, it may be a completely docile creature that wouldn't attack you even if it could. But again, it's like, is that what you're trying to... What are you trying to say, movie? I kind of wonder if this movie was deliberately trying to be a parody of Rambo... Oh, I have the story right here. Rambo... Well, so like, so not, not First Blood, but Rambo First Blood Part 2 is a very, very, very similar setup where like they have to go like if you haven't seen it the tldr rambo has to is is pulled back into the military yeah after having destroyed a town in in washington state or yeah, oregon seems, or whatever seems like it was. a bad idea yeah but but you know he's such well, a bad he gets, he gets results you know yeah so they, they they get him out of jail and they say we need you to go need you to go to nam to get some to rescue some pow's and then he goes, he goes to Nam, and then the twist is that there were, that they didn't, they weren't going to, like, it was, it was like some CIA black op type thing, and it, it was, he was betrayed and, and misled by his, by his boss. So there's, there's like a lot of very similar situations mm. uh, between the films. Okay. Yeah, I've not seen Rambo, but the inspiration, I'll say, for this movie comes from a different franchise in the R category, and that's Rocky. And that was that there was there was a joke circulating around Hollywood that after after Rocky four and I don't know anything about the Rocky movies but I'm I'm told Rocky you know likes to fight things yeah yeah, yeah he uh, punches and, real good and since he's so good at doing the punching that he's run out of earthly opponents and he'd uh. have to fight E T the extra, extraterrestrial for a fifth movie to be made and the Thomas brothers took this inspiration from this joke and made a screenplay about it. The and they e. even got they even got Creed to to be in this movie. Carl Weathers played Creed in the uh-huh. in the Rocky films. Oh, I, now I'm just picturing poor little E.T. getting his ass handed to him by Rocky. Poor E.T. Mm. He's like he can't even lift his arms because the boxing gloves are too heavy for <laughs> this like, spindly oh, little bastard. He's also a puppet, and they're like, yeah. yeah. And of course, uh, since we're on action movies in the '80s, the original Predator was Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh yeah, have you seen the costume. footage? I have not, but I've seen the <gasps> pictures, and boy, that's I didn't know there was. Head. I didn't know there was footage. Oh shit! I have. Do we want to just watch it right now in the middle while we're recording? I'll share a link with you guys. TBD, if you guys want to watch it now, or if you want to watch it on your own. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen the pictures, and it it its head is dumb. It it's so like the the yeah, final. Like, I, I is heard that there's better. been there's been some conflicting like stories as to why. Van Damme got canned on the movie and and like Van one Pant. story I heard is that he like he was told like he he believed that it was going to be like an acrobatic type of role or like because mm. you know Van Damme is kind of known for being like nimble and uh, like a martial artist and then when they got him in the suit he was like he couldn't move or breathe in the suit and just like was lumbering about and they just so they decided to redesign the alien yeah, the without, thing I read without Van Damme. Yeah, the thing I read about Van Damme is that he's five nine, and they decided yeah he's not quite imposing enough around you know Schwarzenegger and and um, Carl Weathers and Jesse Ventura who are all very tall, very muscular men. Mm. Um, that it was it it looked too 
he looked too like minuscule next to them, so they wanted someone tall, and they got our good friend Kevin Peter Hall. Rest in peace. We he was fucking great. Uh, he played Leor in the TNG episode The Price. I am. Leor oh. sounds the name sounds familiar, but I don't know which why. episode is The Price. The Price is the one with the wormhole with the Barzan wormhole. He's one of the okay. aliens that are in negotiations for this wormhole. He's the very very tall one because um, huh. Kevin Peter Hall was seven foot four. Holy Whoa. hell! He started life as a pro basketball player. Shocking, uh, and sadly died at thirty five. Mm. That sucks. Uh, he was sad. also Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. No shit. Oh wow. And was purportedly considered for the role of Jordy LaForge. He did not get it. They would have had to have redesigned a lot of sets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just think of it like he probably fucking would have had to bend through the turbo lift every single time. Yeah. Mm. Briefly, I'm going to show Caitlin a picture of the original Predator. Oh, yeah. It's stupid looking as hell. It looks like a horse skull, kind of. Yeah. Kind of like an insecty looking looking horse yeah. dog face thing. Yeah, that reminds me of like some of like a shitty killer croc. Yeah, either way, it's bad. Yeah, it's not good. The final one we got is much better. Yeah, that, uh, the look but of the you know what though, if you uh, if you gave this some horrifying Verhoeven style stop motion, sure, be pretty <laughs> creepy. <laughs> and then I shot say, it a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, even knowing what predators look like just from the zeitgeist and being just done with this fucking movie, the reveal of its face and the the animatronics behind it. Oh, yeah. That was beautifully mechanically done. Like, I cannot deny how so gross. good that looked. Yeah. Yeah, there were some great effects in this movie, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, the first time that we see it doing its cloaking effect, I'm like, oh, that's awful. But then, like, after that one first scene, because I think it's because the, the Predator was so close to the camera, dragging mm. Hawkins away. Mm. And the way they did that was, you know, they filmed once with, um, it may have still been Van Damme, I don't know, in, in like a red suit so they could take him out of the green jungle. And then they shot the same thing, but with like a widescreen and they put the widescreen over the okay. red suit and it looked jarring. But then anywhere else in the movie, it looked fine. Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned Alan earlier. Alan. Alan Silvestri. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm going... Are, in you the... in, are you and Silvestri on, like, a first-name basis? Basically, because, like, <laughs> okay. I mean, Alan Silvestri, very, very important to me. I love, you know, I grew up on Back to the Future. His scores for that are why I became obsessed with movie music. You know, like, I got into film scores because I loved the Back to the Future music. Alan Silvestri was 1,000% the wrong choice for this film. You hire Alan Silvestri for Bombast... And this movie needed tension and it mm. had almost none. And his score didn't help. Now, I'm not laying it completely at the feet of the score. There's a <laughs> lot of other problems. But like there's just one scene where they're supposed to be kind of like. I think it's even before we like things hit the fan. I think it's when they're just creeping up to the base, okay. the, like gorilla base, when everything's still normal. And it's this kind of like, bum, 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 like Alan Silvestri version of like tense. And even that's not tense. It's his stuff again. Like, I think over the years, he's finally learned how to do subtle. But in the 80s, he did not. And again, that's why they hired him back to the future. They were like, this is kind of a low budget film. We need your music to make it seem bigger. Mm. This didn't need bigger. This yeah, needed this had intimate explosions to be big. <laughs> yeah, like. There were, would have been moments where big music was appropriate, but the majority of the film should have been subtler music, quieter music, tense music. It, it, like, there, it, there's no... And I mean, yes, obviously any of these movies, like, 
you go in. I've, again, I've never seen it, but I'm like, all right, obviously everyone except fucking Arnold's going to die. But even with a movie like that, you can still create tension because like, I don't know when or how. So you can still give me those moments. Mm. And again, not just the score, like just filming script wise timing like there was I don't think I ever felt tense like once and the score did not help. And I, I mean, I hate to bash an Alan Silvestri score, but oh, oh, oh. I, I didn't I I never I think Chris needs to have his own podcast where he just discusses scores because I never notice them. Yeah, no, I, I, I do sometimes, but not. not I think the extent. title for the podcast can be settle the score or ooh, something. Ooh, like that. That's yeah. a good one. Who would you think would be a better composer for this film? I, I just someone who can do subtle. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head, like enough film score people and who was active mm. in the 80s. Like, I don't think. Danny Elfman was working yet, although his stuff wouldn't have fit either. How uh, dare you ask this question, Caitlin? <laughs> Jerry Goldsmith. Because I so don't care. Just not, get like not get, John get Williams. Vangelis back from. Uh, oh, that would have been. Interesting. Yes. That. Oh, fuck. Yes. That. Nope. Jake hit it. Vangelis. <laughs> uh, Blade Runner. The first. Yeah, he did the score sure, for Blade I believe, Runner. I believe you. I was going to say, oh, God, it's, it's, Toto. it's the definition Toto is the of subtle. Answer. Toto, sure. Oh, yeah, what did I, they do? They did Dune, right? Yeah. Dune. Yep. Which ate a terrible score, I, I except for, for some parts of it. For the weirdness of that movie, it was yeah. fitting. But we've covered Dune before. I think in terms of the sounds of things, the clicking-y sound that the Predator makes is actually kind of tense. Because it's mm. not, it's, a, it's an unusual noise. And I think fair, that's a fair. very, like, intimidating noise. Yeah, I think I think this movie could have benefited from a, you know, speaking of Blade Runner, uh, like a Ridley Scott approach mm. to to the monster in a, in the same sense of like how they did it in in Alien, because like there are mo- there are bits about this monster that are scary, mm-hmm. like the clicking. Like imagine if there was like a very quiet scene where they were hiding from it and you just heard that clicking. That yeah. would have been great. There were some and of those they, scenes. And they tried to do some of that. Yeah. yeah like, like, I thought the that mud. there was a great, great shot when Arnold is hiding in wait after trying to lure the monster out with the, uh, with the flame, with the, 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 the fire. Yeah. And the, and you see just the, the effect. Yeah. Like right behind Arnold. And you're like, yes, oh, I know, shit. I know like, the scene you're talking about. And you, and it's like a, close up of kind of Arnold's eyes that are just yeah, white, white, white. Yeah, you see white, him white. realize, oh shit, it's right behind yeah, me. Oh, that's that when was the blood is dripping, right? Was that the blood dripping? No, that scene? was way earlier. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, this is right before he ends up, like, the final fight, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was nothing that was too long. The, the like, pan up to, to Hawkins' body. Mm. It's like, okay, so yeah, we're, oh, there's yeah, blood, it's dripping, we're, we're going to Hawkins, we're going to we're go- we know where we're going. Yeah. Um, yeah, that shot was good. Although, again, though, like that whole end thing, there was a lot of it was minimized for me because I'm just sitting there going like, how does this magic mud work? Well, I think it was I think the idea of the mud was that, you know, the the, the predator's vision is based on heat. Right. So like the mud is just cooling the surface of Arnold to match the ambient 
Yeah, but if, and that surrounding him, if he was cooling him that much, he would die. That's the problem. Is like at the end of the day, his core is still hot. That's not how. Like, but but that's not. But like that's how infrared works, though, right? Because if you assume that the vision's in based on infrared, it's only going to be the light that's reflected. So like, like if you have an infrared camera, mm. it's only going to show you the surface temperature of something. It's not going to show you what what's inside. So oh. it, it does make sense. All right. I didn't um, know that. In that, so. in that way. Yeah. Like you can actually fool infrared sensors with, with mirrors because they'll that just ref- like you can stand behind a mirror and it won't see you <laughs> Yeah, because it'll just see whatever the mirror is reflecting. Okay. So that, that kind of fixes it. I, I kind of figured if, if you're giving off enough heat at all, even if your surface was cooled. See, I yeah. thought you were well, referring I mean, the thing to- is though, it still doesn't make a ton of sense because a, it, he wasn't completely covered in it, so his eyes, for example, would still reflect. Yeah, uh, or emit, I should say, infrared light, and like the infrared that's coming off of, and it would also heat the mud. Like his body that heat would the warm like, the, the mud. mud. Would eventually warm well, up. But he catches up to him when he's like just like pulled out of the water, though. He's well, yeah, probably... but then time passes while oh, he's yeah, building yeah, yeah, his yeah, traps. Yeah. True, and, true, true. Yeah, you know, unless you assume. Yeah, I guess put the on infrared is it, it. You're okay. The infrared isn't reflected. It is emitted. It, like, I guess the heat is, is emitted as infrared light. But it is still light that would be blocked by the mud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I thought you were referring to the magical mud in that when Arnold crawls out of the, of the swamp and he's got, like, some mud on his arm a little bit and mm. then he turns around and the alien and, and predators come in his way and suddenly it pans back to him. He's got a little bit more mud on him out of yeah. nowhere and then pan back, oh, predator, predator's coming out of the water and suddenly Arnold is just entirely coated in mud in the next shot. <laughs> well, it was kind of like, it, it, it's uh, referring back to the earlier part of the film where every time they cut away and back to a member of the squad, they were wearing less clothing. I'm down with that. Yeah. Like, I, I get that the idea was they were gradually stripping it as they went through because it was hot. But it was just kind of funny that it felt like every time you turn and turn back, like something was gone. Was like, when did you do that? <laughs> that I found funny, though. <laughs> they, were playing, they were playing strip I spy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I know that like, so Arnold, this is this is sort of still at the kind of the beginning of his. Yeah, I think so. Career, because like he, he, you know, obviously the Terminator happened, but he wasn't really the star of the Terminator. He was just the monster. And then Commando, I guess. Yeah. Uh, was probably before this. Maybe. And then, and then I don't, I don't know what else. But like, so I know that they're just trying to establish him as a big movie star. And one of the things that they've decided apparently for Arnold, which continues throughout his career, is. He's got to drop one-liners. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be his calling card. Okay. Some, what was your some... What was your favorite one-liner? Well, I won't say my favorite one because I thought that they were all horrible <laughs> and out of and just out of place in this film. Yeah. Um, knock knock. But, you know, I, I appreciate like from 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 the campy campiness value. I'll I'll say my favorite was probably stick around when uh, he threw the giant knife at the guy and stuck him to the wall. That's the one that has a story behind it. So I'm glad oh. you brought it up. Perfect. Because I don't know if you if you got a good look at that knife, but it looked stupid as fuck. Because they had this this knife commissioned to be like this machete thing they would have had, and they they show it to them and they bring it on set and say, "Here's your knife," and they're they're like, "Oh God, this thing sucks." <laughs> we have to find a way to get rid of it. So when Arnold like throws it and the guy sticks into the wall, when you say stick around, it means you don't have to get the knife back. 
So Arnold mm. like ad libbed the stick around. Arnold came up with the stick around line. And this way, the knife is gone, so you don't need this terrible prop anymore. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Winner. See, the movie, I think, Jake, you landed on something. The movie either needed to take itself more seriously or it needed to go full camp. Mm-hmm. And it tried to be both for a while, and that didn't work. Like, even like, like you said, Jake, almost like, is it a parody? I remember thinking as they were just fucking destroying that gorilla camp. It's like, you guys don't seem too concerned about the hostages you're trying to rescue. This seems pretty indiscriminate. Yeah. Which makes it, again, seem semi-parody, but... Is, you know? Yeah, and that's it- why, like, I, I do wonder if it, maybe there's just some layer of this movie that I haven't picked up on. Like, like the people that, that, that think... You know, RoboCop is a serious film, or mm-hmm. or uh, or Starship Troopers. Like, is there something that I like? Am I am I being daft and not finding the the biting satire that's hidden in this? I, that I, like I said, I think what it is is, and that's what drove me crazy. Was like it felt like maybe it wanted to be one, but isn't succeeding for reasons yeah. I can't quite. Because like it doesn't really hard. have a message. Yeah, you know, like RoboCop is a great parody because it has something to say about. Well, various things but let's let's just pick one and say yeah you know corporate bullshit and you know and starship troopers works because it's you know it's a, about fascism and, and a commentary on that whereas this one i'm like okay what if there were commentary here what would it be big game hunting is bad <laughs> i mean <laughs> sure but they toxic didn't... masculinity gets you killed no god the 80s wouldn't say that no <laughs> but but they could have right they like could've. there could have been something interesting in there because uh, we did have characters live. that are mm. well, yeah. not only did she live, but she got away like most like unscathed. Yeah, but she's I also was, about I, to be brought to like a CIA black ops prison to be murdered. Yeah, but I was worried about her the whole time. Fair, fair. Like in a sexual assault kind of way. Because mm. I just wish that they had given her something, a- anything to do. Yeah, anything to do. Yeah, personality would have been nice, but even just even barring that, just like have her save Arnold at one point or something. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, know, and do I also, something. I like the idea of her being the one who like takes it out in the end. You know what I mean? Mm. There's no man out there waiting for us, and then she's like, then there's the you know that just draws even more comparisons to Alien. Yeah, that's fine. Alien. This fucking movie would do well to be compared favorably like that to Alien. True. Alien right. is the superior film. It yeah. also, like, took a big chance, and again, I think didn't work. So much of this film takes place during the day, and, like, when you're doing a scary film, and it's, like, that's one of the things people always talk about with relation to uh, The Shining. So much of that movie takes place, not just during the day, but, like, there's rooms with huge windows, and there's natural light streaming in. And right, it's like, and there's all the snow outside, too, that's just reflecting more light. It's yeah, so it's bright. like... And it was a big deal. It was like, this guy did a horror movie, a creepy movie that wasn't mostly in the dark. And again, this like took that chance. It's like, we're going to do most of the stuff in broad daylight. But boy, they didn't manage to make it creepy. Yeah. Well, I think I, I understand the idea. Yeah, totally. So like, what, like the reason you do horror movies or like monster movies in the dark is because you can't see the monster because it's, you know, it's lurking in the dark. Whereas this, you had a camouflage monster yeah. that... Like, so, so you can, in theory anyway, have that same, like, oh, where is he? Yeah. Oh, he's right behind you in daylight. 
But again, and if you notice, it wasn't really like the the big final fight happened. Was yeah. But that was also when the the camouflage stopped working, and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and like yeah, I could totally get again. It, it, had this been done better, it's like even the day isn't safe. It can be scary because the the cliche is night is dangerous. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger stumbles into it's like into it like its little uh, den, and there's just page after page of all work and no play <laughs> makes Predator <laughs> a dull boy. So yeah, again, I, again, probably what they were going for, like, look, we even the day isn't safe. But again, I never felt that as much yeah yeah it's it's just be, it's the tone i think i think i think a lot of the complaints that we have about this film come down to it just it didn't strike the right tone in yeah. multiple ways well, what was the, the tone the, the, it was going for well i don't know i don't know what it, it was, was trying to be i don't think well, they want, might that, not know yeah. that's the thing i don't think it wanted to be a horror movie it wanted to be rocky it wanted to be Rambo. It wanted to be a, an action movie that hap- just happened to have a scary alien. That really, if you remove the scary alien and just make it a guy, it's the same movie. Yeah. True. Yeah, I mean, it's based on, you know, in a sense, you could actually replace the alien with Rocky. With a dinosaur. I mean, not with Rocky. No, 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 not with Rocky. With uh, with Rambo. Yeah. You have the yeah. because like the way the alien hunts them is very similar to the way that rambo like hunts and kills and tracks people in in first blood like it it makes me think of uh you know tangentially related to carl weathers the first season of mandalorian where Mm -hmm. there's the prison ship Mm -hmm. and like there's i think it's like the last 10 to 15 minutes of the episode stops following Mando and starts following the prisoners he's chasing down. And it turns into a horror monster movie on a ship, except our You're hero... rooting for the monster. <laughs> yeah, is the monster. And, uh... That's a good episode. It is. It is a good episode. You're watching them, you know, pick them off one by one, and they're like, oh, fuck. And, like, yeah, I, I, I... Would this have been better if it was just a guy? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was really no reason for it to be an alien other than... The joke. You know. <laughs> Yeah. The cloaking. Yeah. The cloaking was something. The cloaking, like it's a, the cloaking was the thing. It's the Jem'Hadar meet the Herogen. Yeah. Meet the Gorn. <laughs> yeah. And Tosk, just cause. Oh, we love Tosk. I am Tosk. Our boy Tosk. <sighs> oh, oh, duh, I haven't brought this up yet. This is this is actually my favorite part of the movie. The very, mm-hmm. very, very, the very, very, very end. <laughs> Shocking. So, uh, we finally get... <laughs> Arnold to the chopper. Arnold, damn it. You've been saying this all movie. Get to the goddamn chopper. And one of the helicopter pilots is also played by Kevin Peter Hall. So it's like Predator survived. Oh, friend. (laughs) Okay, you know what I did enjoy? And more movies should have done this and should do it. They should bring it back. I feel like a couple different 80s movies did. The end credits were just like. They look like a sitcom. (laughs) Well, but it was, also, it was almost like it wasn't just clips from the movie. It was clearly special. Like It was the closest you'll ever have in a movie to actors coming out and taking a bow. And I actually kind <laughs> of liked that. It, like, helped, is... it helped because my first watch of the movie, I, I still hadn't gotten most of their names yet. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's like, oh, your name was, you, you were Poncho and you were Billy. Okay, I got, I got the names down now. Good, we're good. Wow. Well, I found this reasonably enjoyable. I didn't yeah, hate I, it. I, I, I did. I did enjoy it, but it. I. I, I recognize the uh, 
a lot of the issues yeah, it here. It took finally getting like Predator out and being a character to get me more invested because, you know, I think we, we stopped the movie when, the first time we see Predator to see how far in we've gotten. And it was about halfway before we even see the Predator licking his wounds and, and like mm. stitching up. And then that, later on, we get more and more of him. I knew there was something I wanted to say, and that's it. That was one thing I did really appreciate. That was actually a good bit of of showing and not telling was like because, you know, again, compared to, say, Alien or a lot of other sort of, say, B-50s alien monster movies, they're usually monsters. They are largely acting on instinct. They are even the xenomorph, while it's intelligent, is still more on the side of animal than mineral humanoid. <laughs> Whereas this, like, yeah, obviously he had tech, but then he stops and, like, whips out a first aid kit and does, like, some field dressing. And you're like, oh, this is, this is a, a person. It's funny looking. Yeah. But it's a person. Ooh, you know what was a good touch? He, he takes out his little, as he knows he's going to die, Predator takes out his little, like, wrist-mounted thing and mm. types in some commands. And you see an alien countdown timer. And you see whatever their language is. And it's, mm -hmm. like, it's a wholly new, like, type of language like written language of whatever these these like numbers or characters are i yep. thought that was a really good touch yeah, yeah it was really was nice. nice not being roman fucking numerals star trek <laughs> yeah. well and plus though i think honestly if it had been roman numerals it would have been more obvious more quickly to arnold like what was happening yeah yeah like i think you needed it to be alien for it to take him a minute to like realize what was going to happen mm. <laughs> oh and the predator's uh vocalizations were peter cullen Better known to most of us as Optimus Prime. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Ah. Even that fucking terrible laugh at the end? That I don't know. Oh. No, I think, that, I think that was Billy. <laughs> yes. That was just reverb from Billy. I see. Yeah, I did read about um, Peter Cullen coming up with the clicking -y sound because he had just come off of doing uh, noises for King Kong and was coughing up blood from all the noises he had to make for King Kong. Jesus Christ. Wow. I don't I don't know what happened in King Kong. For all I know, Peter Cullen got like smashed a lot with a hammer or something. Um, it sounds like it. But he chose this vocalization because it would be easier on the throat. That yeah. No. Hey, whatever works. Yeah, yeah. It was a good choice. I think all of my last notes are just about all the weird fucking shit these macho macho men did, like, um, while they were, like, living in the hotel together. Because they just sound like the rowdiest bunch of assholes. Yeah, it's, that, that's not a surprise. My favorite note, here's my my favoriteest note that there is. And that's that Jesse Ventura, he learns from the costumer as they're, you know, getting his measurements for his costume and shit. And the costumer says, oh, oh your your arm is, uh, is bigger than Arnold's. And Jesse Ventura says, oh, man, I got to use this to my advantage. And he goes to Arnold. And he says, hey, Arnold, let's do a let's do an arm comparison con uh, contest oh, and God. measure and, and whoever gets the gets the bigger, bigger muscle, like gets a prize or whatever. And Arnold's arms are bigger because he had like told the costumer to lie to Jesse Ventura about yeah. it, <laughs> which is the most Arnold thing I've ever heard. That's Oh, Pretty that's great. really funny, because when I was watching the movie, I accidentally had X-Ray pop up for a minute, which, like, tells you facts. And I either, they, they, they either didn't include the entire story, or I just, like, stopped paying attention partway through it. Because I had read, like, Jesse Ventura was psyched to learn that his, like, biceps were bigger than Arnold's. And I was like, holy shit, how is that possible? So thank you for finishing the story yeah, for me, because I it's guess a very, apparently it's I only got funny. half of it. <laughs> 
Well, screw you, X-Ray, for not having the whole story there. Well, it might have been. I, I have ADHD, Ames. I don't know if I can blame X-Ray. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. Another cute note, um, Mac, or uh, Bill Duke, who played Mac, just decided on his own. One of, the, one of those tennis moments, they decided to show the tension by having him holding a razor blade to his face like he was shaving. Yeah. And then snap the razor on his face. Oh, that was him? He just decided that that was he was that's what he was going to do. So they had so props department realizes, God damn it, we have no notice for this. We have to rig up a a razor blade that will squirt blood and all you know still be safe and all this shit. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was a weird little uh, twitch he had, but the payoff kind of worked. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he was a the, fun character, I thought. By the end, I was really into Mac. Like, yeah, I was rooting for Mac. Was, I felt was, bad for him. I knew he was fucked, but... Yeah, he showed a really good range of emotion, and... Yeah. Like, you feel like you understood, you know, from what he was saying, the sort of the backstory, and, you know, being the only part of their platoon or whatever that had survived, and, like, there's, like, a, a brotherhood there. Hmm. They did a really nice job of... They did a really nice job of having him talk to himself in an expository way without making it sound stupid. And that's hard to pull off. So yeah, credit, credit to uh, his actor. His name's on this list somewhere, but there's so many names. <laughs> uh, Bill Duke. Thank you, Bill Duke. Yeah, he's familiar to me for some reason. I can't I can't figure out why. Yeah, me too. And I looked him up, but I didn't see anything that jumped. Out. I was like, ah, yes, that's what I would know him. Well, from. Apparently he was in Sister Act 2, but I can't remember it for the life of me. It was probably a small part because he also directed it. Hmm. So funny timing on our part, because uh, as of recording just last week, so roughly two weeks ago, by the time you're all listening to this, listeners, they just announced, you know, the ubiquitous again, this this franchise is still going in some way, shape or form. They are doing a Predator versus Wolverine comic miniseries. Like an X-Men crossover? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Uh, I really fucking hate crossovers. Oh, you think that's bad, Ames? I actually was gifted because someone assumed I would want this because of half of it. In the 90s, there was Batman versus Predator. Hmm. Oh, weird. Wow. That's a that's a really weird one. Does yeah, Predator yeah. visit Gotham? I prob it's been so long. I don't remember probably, but do I mean, keep in mind, Predator 2 takes place in a city. Does it? Okay. I've also not obviously seen Predator 2, and I'm I'm a little curious. I know Carl oh, Weathers so stick. He was in X-Men 3, uh, Bill Duke. Oh yeah, that's right. He was some random character. Trask. So random. hang on. The if there is a Batman uh, Predator crossover and a Wolverine Predator crossover, does that mean that there is a DC Marvel Predator multiverse? Um... <laughs> I, I, and I say does yes. that multiverse also include the Alien franchise, since there's also Alien versus Predator? I'm going to go with just they're not canon. No, of course so. not. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with yes. What I really maybe, want. Maybe pre- maybe the Predator species is like cross-dimensional and can just go yeah. and hunt whoever they want. What I'm really waiting for is Predator versus Archie. Hmm. Uh, Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, and Predator. I mean, that's basically what the um, what the uh, Gorn episodes of of uh, Strange New Worlds are alluding to. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. My final note here. There's both a lot going on and yet also very little going on. (laughs) 
That yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's this movie. I also yeah. wrote down Arnold. There's an option. You could just leave. You could go. <laughs> you, get to the chopper. You could get. You take your own advice, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take my own advice. I'm gonna get to my chopper right now. Woo! All right. So that was that was Predator. We did it. Herogen are better. Congratulations, everybody. Herogen yeah, and Predator. Clearly. Herogen. Uh, next week, we're back to whatever we, whatever it is we do that you all love and have been listening to for, gosh, 85 years now. So long. So many episodes, because we're doing The Voyager when we're not doing things like this. Uh, we're almost through the whole of Voyager. We just have a couple episodes left. Right now, we're planning next week is going to be Shattered and Lineage. Yeah. So definitely join wow. us for that. We'll be back doing those things. We're also, you know, active on our Tumblr, doing lots of blog stuff. We're in the middle of a little Deep Space Nine kind of showcase of various blog posts. So definitely be checking those out. Uh, that's over at SSHBpodcast.com or just search Tumblr or just find links. They're all, they're, they're around. We're around on Facebook and Twitter as well. Or just here. Knock, knock. Bitches, this has been Ames. Do it now! This has been Caitlin. <laughs> Get to the chopper! It's Jake. And this is Carl Weathers' severed arm. Oh, yeah. God, that part was the worst. He Oof. didn't seem to mind that he lost it at all. <laughs> He's nope, a badass. He was still going with it. How is he going to do the arm clasp with Arnold now? I know. That's that's mm. the saddest thing. Yeah. That was for yeah, that was like foreshadowed from the very beginning with the arm clasp. Huh. No. I mean also he's dead now, so True, true. That was also foreshadowed from the very beginning. Yeah. Cuz he was in a movie called Predator. I mean, look, <laughs> I give the movie credit being a fucking action monster movie from the 80s that I was legitimately sitting there going, all right, which of the not white guys is going to get it? Because it's always the not white guy first. But then it was the horrible, the most horrible of the white men who got it first. I was so happy. They picked the right one. I just want to end on that note. Fuck Hawkins. I hated him. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) 